Hi guys, my name is Kelly Follett and welcome to the first episode of Lewis Entrepreneurs, a series dedicated to stories about entrepreneurship among our Lewis community. Today I'm joined by Nick Polimonakos and Miriam Rafiti, who are our special guests from Lewis Family Restaurant in Joliet, and they're both students at Lewis University. The story they have to share will relate to so many of us this year as we've all needed to make some big changes in our personal and our professional lives. For the sake of the family business, Nick and his brother Michael both put their careers on hold when the pandemic hit to help their father run the family business. With the help of the family, Lewis Family Restaurant went from a sit-down restaurant of 28 years to an innovative drive-through serving quality food and dedicated to the safety of their community. Not only did the pandemic offer an opportunity that turned the restaurant into the fastest drive-through in Illinois, but it also allowed the family and staff to collaborate on ways to make Lewis stand out among other family restaurants in the area. Miriam not only supported Nick throughout this transition, but also watched it all transpire and is here to share her side of the story. So thank you guys so much for joining us for this first episode. Um, I know that before the pandemic, you guys were not working at the family restaurant. What were you guys doing? What was the plan? First. First. Um, so I actually was, uh, I started studying engineering originally in college. Um, at some point I decided I really didn't want to do that forever. Um, but I still love like the numbers. I loved, I guess the, the economic side, cause eventually economics brought me in. Um, I was going to switch my major there. Um, I worked a few jobs like at Pertillo's and then I worked at the Hollywood casino in Joliet. Um, but when the pandemic hit, I was kind of still wondering like, what is my end goal after college? Where am I going to go after this? Um, I was already kind of thinking towards the business side already. And then once we had to come help at the restaurant, that's when it became real. And I thought, okay, running a business is what I love. And after experiencing it for over a year now, it's been an awesome experience for me. And it's definitely solidified that, yeah, I want my major to be business administration and I want to continue running a business forever after this. Wow. That's really cool. What about you, Miriam? Uh, yeah, I started at Lewis University back in 2018. So I just was working on my education. And then I was moving from job to job. I couldn't really find anything that fit what I wanted to do. So then the pandemic happened. I quit my other job. And then I started working at the restaurant. And I've been happy ever since I've started there. So cool, cool. Was there any hesitation when Nick, your dad, asked you to you guys to come and help out with the restaurant? I mean, not at all. He's uh, he ran 28 years essentially by himself. So once he finally needed help at this point, especially since he's gotten a lot older, we had no hesitation to come in. I mean, it's it's to help our family out anyway. We all eat from the same place, so we really like we were happy to come in and even for us it, it gave an opportunity to take what had been ours as our restaurant and really make it ours for real where it was the operations was done by us and we could like make our mark on the place that we called our family business forever right that's awesome so it was really it really became a family business you guys came together that's really cool so i kind of want you to tell the story what happened you said you were at school you were studying didn't really know what you were going to do and then the pandemic hit covid restrictions yeah. happen mm. so how did that all play out yeah i mean for us it was uh it was a shock because 
in a span of maybe like two weeks, we were hearing, oh, there's a virus coming from China. It's, nobody knows where it's going. Nobody knows how many cases are in the US yet. And then two weeks later, our restaurant shut down. School has, has canceled for the rest of the semester, pretty much. And the whole world was just put on hold. So, I mean, it happened extremely fast and it was just like a, a completely abrupt stop. We ended up shutting down for about 40 days, actually, um, where we had no operations at all. And then at that point, we reopened for it to go. Um, originally, we planned to just kind of ride it out for the short term where until we knew more about the pandemic, until we knew more about how easily one of us could catch the virus, we were going to stay to go where we could keep the customers outside. So we would run to every car. It was very disorganized. It was a complete mess because, I mean, we had, no, we had no setup for it. We were completely out of our league at that point. And really, the restaurant, as it was, could never function like that. But by time, like we eventually we decided, okay, why not set up a drive-through just to organize all the cars? So our first thought was just like put them in one long line instead of in parking spots, just so we can get them in and out a lot faster. And then at, at some point it turned into buying like loopers where we could run caution tape through to make separate lanes. We bought like a lane splitter to guide them from one way to the other. We bought enter and exit signs. And I mean, from there, everything just kind of like cascaded down where we started rearranging the inside of the restaurant just to actually make to go a little bit easier for us. We moved so many tables around and everything else. I mean, it was a complete like step by step. We said, okay, this was a problem. Let's make it more efficient. And it just was a hundred different things altogether to finally turn it into like an actual professional operation. I mean, there's still a lot of things we got to fix at this point, but we're still working on those at this point too, where we're adding a computer system and things like that. I mean, wow. it's just like a huge transition of how do you take a business that has no modernization and was a sit-down restaurant and turn it into a professional like drive-through. I mean, it took a ton of work and so many different steps, but that's really how it works is that you just solve problem by problem until you kind of get to a really nice place. Yeah, I love that because you guys really, I didn't know if you guys faced any difficulties switching to a drive-through, but I mean, obviously you guys did <laughs> and you took it and you adapted and adapted and adapted until mm -hmm. it was maintainable where you guys are at now and you guys are still running as just a drive-through. Is that right? Yeah, so um, we were able to open for like 50% dining for a few months now. And for us, it would actually be, it would actually make less business sense to open at 50% than it would to stay with to-go orders only. So even though there's the other major restaurants in the area are completely open at this point, for us, until this is pretty much done, it makes more sense to keep running the drive-thru because it's been so successful. That's awesome. And you guys were just sit down 28 years Um yeah. So it really was an opportunity for you guys to change the business model, right? Mm -hmm. And to stand out among the other restaurants in the area, which I think is really awesome. Um, I imagine your family really collaborated on how to continue serving. So what was your role in that? And what was the dynamic with your family and the staff, I'm assuming, also had to do with it? How mm -hmm. did that kind of go? What was that dynamic like? Well, there is definitely a lot of friction between everybody. It's not very easy to tell everybody your job is going to change. This entire restaurant is going to change. Even for my father, he wanted to keep running the same way because he's had success for 28 years. So for us to come in and tell him we need to do it different now, especially who had very little experience in the restaurant industry, it caused a lot of friction for sure. I mean, especially for me, I love to be like the mediator where I like I'll go between and I'll try to solve problems between people just because once we're actually on the same page, then we can actually come towards like the better solutions. Even with the staff and everything, like it's a very difficult process. And I guess we, we didn't really expect that. 
um, we didn't even plan to really become a drive-through. It just kind of happened as we were sitting here and saying, okay, what can we do to stand out where we decided every other place that's doing curbside pickup all over America, what can we do different? So we decided, okay, let's try to get drive-through speeds with like a fast food style setup and then try to combine it with like the quality food of a sit-down. So we really said, okay, can we like almost create a different style of restaurant where it's a fast food restaurant with sit-down food? And for us, it kind of happened that way where we did kind of create a different restaurant than pretty much what's ever been created before. So, I mean, with everything, it was definitely like a very, very frictionful process. But I mean, once you like, we can actually sit down and get together and start like fixing problem by problem, that's where like all the good solutions, all the good ideas really came from. I love your honesty saying that it was, it was intense. It was hard for you guys to collaborate like that. Um, and also I saw that your dad was kind of skeptical of using social media. Like, is this going to work? We've been using word of mouth for so many years. And now without being able to like communicate with other people, right? Word of mouth, we can't really rely on that anymore. So, <laughs> so whose idea was that to start making social media accounts? Well, I mean, it was actually uh, in large part Miriam's idea originally where, I mean, at this point for 20 years, my father's advertisements were like putting, uh, putting a little advertisement in a newspaper on Mondays. That was really all the advertising we had ever done. So at that point, like Miriam was really tasked with setting up the first website, um, setting up the Facebook page and really getting everything going from there. Um, we made some like basic advertisements too. And then those ended up being really successful for us, especially early on. So, I mean, it took like, we've had a million iterations of everything from the website. We added like the merchandising and all the online ordering and stuff. But really once it, it came down to it, where after she set up the very beginning, that's where we had the idea of let's really run with this online presence. And at this point, like our online presence is actually very significant in like the operation of the restaurant, where on some days we have more online sales than we do regular sales which is an insane idea if we're sitting here and saying a year and a half ago, there's no online presence whatsoever. Right. So Miriam, did you start off? How did you start off with this? How did you get word out? And did you also go to other apps? Because I know you guys are using DoorDash and Grubhub. Was that on you? Or I'm just wondering. So the DoorDash and delivery was all Nick. Um, but starting off was actually really hard because neither of us like knew what we were doing. I was, I only took one marketing class and that was like the basic principles of marketing. So I had no idea how to make a website. I have a Facebook, but I don't have like an official business page. So it was all just trial and error, trying to figure out like what to do. Um, I Googled things. I would ask people that I knew for help. But other than that, I kind of just threw something together and it seemed to work for the most part. So, right. <laughs> Yeah, so your resources were your one your one marketing class, <laughs> Google and friends, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I saw on the website, or was it? I don't know. Might have been social um, social media account that you guys are the fastest drive through in Illinois. Is that true? <laughs> uh, fastest drive through in Joliet is like our our little tagline that we've got going right now. Um, cool. So we actually made a we actually made a commercial at one point and put it on Facebook. It's like a 30 second commercial of one of our cooks coming through the drive-through, seeing all the different things. Um, there's a shot of like our dog Zeus. We put him in a Lewis Family Restaurant t-shirt and tossed him a chicken tender. And then there's this really cool shot of him jumping in the air and catching it. So during that, that commercial, we basically tagged ourselves as Joliet's fastest drive-through. Then we put it on like merchandise. The back of our shirts has the tagline. 
Uh, we actually did like a mug giveaway at one point where we bought 500 coffee mugs and put our logo on one side and on the other side, Julia's fastest drive-through. Or actually, oh nice, that's nice. It's our slogan from the commercial, but it's all kind of tied together. And we took that and we, we tried to run with it just to say, okay, let's brand ourselves as something unique. We put it on our cars too. And I mean, at this point, there's like our customers know the tagline, which is pretty cool to see where we're getting that name out into Joliet. And it's just, it's just something we kind of created sitting here having fun with the whole thing. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. The commercial, I'll have to check it out. And Zeus is your guys' mascot, right? Whose idea was yeah. it to have a, a dog as the mascot? So my brother saw the, the Raising Cane's restaurants and they always have their dog Cane on the side. So he said, you know, like we have a good looking dog. He's beautiful. Why not put him up here as our mascot? So actually, if you look at the restaurant now, there's this like five foot tall poster of Zeus with a little speech bubble that says, oh, nice, that's nice. I mean, like, it's just been a lot of fun having even our, our dog be a part of it just because, say, this is like, this is completely us. Like, this is just like real authentic. This is how we live our lives. And we can actually put it into our business that way, too. Right. You guys are branding yourselves with your family dog as a family business with all the merch. It's awesome. I love to see it. Um, one of the most important sources for support for many entrepreneurs is their network of family and friends. What was your role, Miriam, during this transition for Nick as he was going through? I mean, everybody was going through the pandemic, right? But how, how did that go for you? I mean, my main role was to just be there to support him. I was working at the restaurant, helping manage everything. But, you know, he went from working like a five-day job, eight hours a week, to work, I mean, eight hours a day, uh, to work <laughs> seven days a week, um, nine plus hours, and then coming home and still having more work to do to make it run and to make it as good as it is. So it was just, you know, me having to be there, us leaning on each other, and just having supportive people around you is one of the most important things to have totally. in a situation like this. Yeah, that kind of segues into my next question, which um, you guys were obviously, you had a lot of work in front of you and everything was kind of out of your control. How did you stay motivated throughout this whole transition? Well, motivation is a is an interesting topic at times. So, I mean, especially having people like, like Miriam here, who is here every single day with me, who can always keep me going, say, at times I get frustrated, she can always pick me up. And then even relying on like other family and friends is always so important to just like staying, like keeping your head on straight, honestly. Mm -hmm. But then even after that, it's at some point, like, I realized, okay, if I want to be successful with this, I just have to do it. Like every single day, there's more problems, there's more work to be done, and I just have to do it. So like, you can just really get that, that thought into your head where of like, if there is something to be done and you have the opportunity, you can solve it and then you can create success out of that. Where, yeah, if I have to just work 10 hour day and then a 10 hour day and then a 10 hour day to get something done, we can reap the rewards after that. And it's going to be worth all the work that we just put in. Yeah. Wow. And that's that's what grit is, right? A lot of entrepreneurs don't realize it, but you need grit to keep going, to keep pushing and to kind of transform your business. Um, Miriam, as someone who watched this all transpire, what qualities other than grit, which I just mentioned, did you see Nick exhibit and his brother as they pivoted the business? I mean, Nick is just a natural born leader. He's always takes charge. He's always on top of things. You know, he stepped up and he learned so many things that he didn't know before. And anytime he failed, he would try and try again until it was right. And I mean, he's innovative, he's creative. He's done things that 
again, he's never done before, and he always finds a solution to any problem that arises. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> um, Nick, did you see anything change within your family? Like any qualities that you saw, maybe your dad, your brother, Miriam exhibit during this? I mean, I think it was actually a really interesting process of where once we were all working together, it really brought everybody together too. Where sometimes before I say, if everyone's on their own doing separate things, yeah, like you're not as close as you are otherwise. But then everybody sat down and said, okay, we're all going to put in a crazy amount of work to make this a success. And everybody has done it. Everybody's fully committed to it. It brought us all together and it really showed that everybody here had the ability to be so determined and so like smart about all this stuff too, just because there's so many times we could have failed already and everybody's intelligence and everybody's hard work really carried us through all of that. This was a bonding experience. <laughs> we love that. Um, would you guys describe yourselves as entrepreneurs? Um, and has the idea of entrepreneurship changed over the course, your idea of entrepreneurship changed over the course of this last year? What do you guys think? I would definitely consider myself an entrepreneur. Um, I always had the idea of starting my own business at some point, even from when I was a little kid. But I mean, I guess it never became real until the last year. And I guess the biggest difference too is that once it became real, I was really able to do the things that I always like dreamed about doing, where I always thought, okay, if I had control of this, I could solve the situation by doing this. And like at that point, it's like, okay, I'm the person deciding. So it is my job to do that. It's my job to make like the most perfect restaurant I can right now. So, I mean, it really is a, a cool experience seeing once you are actually taking charge and you are being an entrepreneur, it opens up the door to, to all the things you were dreaming about beforehand. Right. And you're like, you're taking the risk, but you're putting in all that self-determination. You have to do it yourself. Otherwise, what is there? And you want that success. So that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, and what would you say, Miriam? Do you see yourself as an entrepreneur? Well, it's a weird situation for me because, again, it's not my restaurant, not my family's restaurant, but the amount of, like, effort and work I've put towards it, you know, I do feel like an entrepreneur, and I, I do think that my meaning has changed and how I view it changes because I used to think it was, like, this big, scary word. It was only companies like Microsoft and Apple that were, you know, entrepreneurs, but after, you know, working here for over a year, it's really shown me that we are entrepreneurs. Right. Every little small business, right? They take, mm -hmm. they need entrepreneurs in order to build it up because Microsoft didn't start off as this huge company, right? <laughs> um, what advice would you guys give to anybody who is struggling to make that first step of change? Because you guys both had to go through some changes and adapting, whether it be in business, in life, or maybe a passion project. What advice would you give to somebody who's struggling to make that first step? I think you just have to go for it. I mean, there are so many times in life where you can say no to an opportunity, but if you want something, if you are dreaming about something, just go for it. I mean, say it, you're going to fail so many times in life. Why not fail when you're trying to, to see your dreams out and, and trying to see, like, sometimes you will find some success and you might find an amazing success out of it too. So, I mean, really just go for it. Absolutely. What about you, Miriam? Any uh, advice? Just never give up. It's gonna, it's gonna get hard. There's so many hard times. You get frustrated so easily, but just know that the outcome is way better and that you're working for something greater. Yeah, so it's all in the mindset and your passion for the project or whatever it may be. So 
that's some really good advice, I think. Just putting your mind to it and going for it. You got to make that step. Otherwise, it's never going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. You, guys kind, you guys kind of mentioned what you're going to do after the pandemic at the very start of this conversation. Do you guys plan on helping out with the Lewis Family Restaurant? Or are you going to pers- continue pursuing your education? Are you going to take a break? Are you going to, what are you going to do? So my plan is to finish out my senior year and then I'm going back for my MBA. And then after that, I'm hoping to find a job in the corporate world. I'm hoping to go to Alta Beauty. That's like my dream job right now. Um, But until that moment, I'm gonna help out at the restaurant as much as I can and help them succeed in any way possible. Nice. I mean, for me, for sure. Yeah, I mean, since it is my family business, it's not like a, a very easy choice to, to diverge from it. So for now, I'm going to finish my degree, most likely go for a master's after that, and also hopefully use some of those things that I'm learning in the business. Um, at some point, I guess I really don't know where I'm going to end up, where say if we open a second location or if we're going to open up an entirely different business. I definitely think from before, I thought I was just going to get a regular job someday. I'm doubtful that it'll ever happen at this point. I think it'll always be kind of opening up my own business of some kind after this. Right. Engineering, family, family mm-hmm. restaurant, two totally different things. Um, where can viewers find Lewis Restaurant online? Do a little shameless plug. <laughs> so you can look up at our website, just lewisfamilyrestaurant.com. Um, we also have a Facebook page, just the same Lewis Family Restaurant. Um, you'll find the commercial, you'll find our mugs. We're doing a water bottle giveaway soon. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely everything is online there. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on this call. I think this was a great conversation and very inspiring story. I learned a lot myself. And any any last final words you want to give to the viewers? Come eat at Lewis Family Restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all for today's episode of Lewis Entrepreneurs. Thank you guys for watching and thank you guys for joining me today. Join us for our next episode where I sit in the hot seat and talk about how I got started with my own online thrifting business. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. And if you're thinking about starting a business and looking for some help in turning that idea into something great, check out the Innovation Hub at hub.lewisu.edu for more information. Thank you.